You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome to the Food Code. We have a controversial topic today. Shocker. Birth control. Um, and before Liz and I go any further, we are not doctors. We are not telling you to go off of birth control or go on birth control or switch birth controls. This is something you have to consult with your doctor about. But hopefully, we will get you to start asking the questions because I think that this is something that is very very undereducated on mm-hmm. and underinformed on and doctors just basically prescribe them like they're freaking candy. It's the Band-Aid. Um, you know, I went in when I was 14 years old because I had debilitating cramps. Like I would lay on the floor with my feet up, heating pads, yep. Motrin, all of the things. And instead of asking about, you know, food intake, lifestyle, any of that, the answer was birth control. Yeah. Take the pill. Yep. And unfortunately, doctors offer this up in response to common complaints like that, like mm-hmm. acne, heavy periods, PMS symptoms, irregular periods, PCOS, even more severe things, yeah. hormonal imbalances that you know the doctors just aren't going to diagnose. And yes, the pills will help with these symptoms for most women, but it does not address what's actually going on within the body. The root cause and inflammation, the inflammatory response. I was just chatting with a client yesterday talking about endometriosis. And um, Mm -hmm. there are a couple of doctors that we like that we can link in the show notes, but Dr. Laura Bryden and Dr. Jolene Brighton, both of them excellent. Um, PCOS, endometriosis, PMS, Mm -hmm. postpartum or post-pill experts. So we definitely recommend um, taking a listen to their podcast and reading their books. But yep. we were talking about her endometriosis and, you know, she's asking the doctor for certain things and the doctor's pushing back, um, mm-hmm. which actually uh, I don't disagree with the doctor on this one because, yeah. she, you know, she wants an ablation and she's young. And so we got to talking about like natural remedies, you mm-hmm. know, taking things that can support the symptoms that she's having and the clotting that she's having, removing some inflammatory foods. Because as I was telling her, you know, from someone who has not only one, but two autoimmune conditions, some of these things that go on with our reproductive system are inflammatory yep. diseases that we can not necessarily cure, but we can certainly improve the symptoms yep. with natural remedies and by removing some inf- inflammation from the body and inflammatory food groups. And yep. so, you know, we can do other podcasts on those later, but I think the most important thing here is that unless your doctor is really doing a deep dive with you around mm-hmm. what's your diet look like, what's your lifestyle look like, don't just accept that the pill should be what's right for you. Totally, totally. And uh, Dr. Aviva Ram is another one that I love. Um, she does a lot of stuff too with thyroid and adrenals and periods and PCOS and stuff. Um, but anyways, like Liz was saying, If you are having these symptoms, if you are having horrible period cramps and you're having really heavy periods, something else is going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have severe estrogen dominance. Maybe you have, you know, irregular cycles. Something else is causing this to happen that should be addressed. And what people don't realize is that birth control doesn't control these things. It shuts down your hormonal functions. 
it basically stops the communication between the brain and your hormones. Well, it's a synthetic. It's a fake yeah. hormone. So yeah. it's sending your body fake signals. Totally. You're basically shutting down things. And that is how you remove the symptoms. Mm-hmm. But you're not addressing them because guess what? When you come off that birth control, things come back and sometimes they come back way worse. So or sometimes they imitate themselves in other ways. Yeah. Right? If you're not fixing the root cause, then maybe you end up, and this is super, super common. If you read about it, you end up with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. And I would bet I would not have gotten Hashimoto's or borderline hypothyroidism if I hadn't gone on the pill for so long. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure my training didn't help, but I was on a three-month birth control when I lost my period mm-hmm. where I didn't, I didn't get my period, but every three months. Well, I mean, when we were young, right, it was like the <sighs> best thing because you could just oh, yeah. go through your pill pack. You could skip your period. It was nice, right? And we totally understand that. And as moms who aren't ready for mm-hmm. baby number two, I went back on the IUD. You know, it's things that, that I have educated myself on though because yep. they're different types of... There are different types of birth control and that type of birth control matters. There's also birth control that's available without hormones. Yep. And so that's what we want to talk about today because there's pamphlets in every pill pack that you get and there's disclaimers that nobody reads. And that the doctors don't tell you about. They just hand you the pamphlet. And so we want to talk about the types of birth control, what each of them do. And then we want to talk about the common side effects and things that maybe you don't know about. And then some, you know things to consider walking away from this podcast, okay? So the number one type of birth control is a combination birth control. So if you've listened to our PMS you know, uh, podcast, you'll know we have two phases of our cycle. We have our afflicular phase, which is when the follicles develop, getting us ready for ovulation. And then you have the luteal phase, which is when progesterone rises and is kind of a protective hormone, especially if you've gotten pregnant. Progesterone helps protect the pregnancy from miscarriage. So combination birth controls have both hormones. They have estrogen and they have progesterone, but they have, like Liz said, synthetic versions. So When women and doctors say the pill, they're usually referring to the combination pill, which contains estrogen and progestin. And it is important to note that there are two kinds of birth control pills, this and then the progestin only. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. So the hormones that are found in the pill are not identical to those that your body makes. Progestin is the synthetic version of progesterone, and it's structurally different than the progesterone our ovaries make. And it also doesn't provide the same benefits that natural progesterone does for your mood, for water retention, for brain health. And bleeding occurs on this placebo week. So like we said, this is not a period. This is a withdrawal bleed from the medication. Mm-hmm. So some common names of these pills, orthotricycline, Yasmin, Yaz, Loovril, Seasonal, Seasonique, Lavora, which I was on my entire life and didn't know it, Boyar, Alessi. Um, so I would say combination pills are probably, quote unquote, the worst of them because you are getting both synthetic hormones. Yeah. From the research that I've done, the books that I've read and the podcast that I've listened to, all of the doctors that we mentioned earlier do speak about combination birth control as kind of the um, less optimal yes. option, right? Yep. Um, so the next one is the mini pill. And I actually went on this uh, when I was postpartum and yep. trying to breastfeed um, because this is a progestin only. So the mini pill differs from the combination birth control in two ways. As I just mentioned, it is the progestin only, whereas combination pills have the estrogen as well. But every pill is active, so there are no placebo pills. So you're basically taking this all 28 days. Yep. Okay. And typically, women are prescribed this if they have underlying medical condition that makes 
taking estrogen dangerous. Um, and this is commonly used in postpartum, just as I mentioned, I went on it postpartum. Um, and so some women will opt out of the combination pill for the mini pill to avoid some of the side effects associated with, you know, combination birth control pills. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of side effects we could go into them, but you know, for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to continue on with other types of yep. birth control because I know that there's so many that are out there. Yes. So IUD, like Liz mentioned is next. So IUDs are small kind of T-shaped devices that are inserted into the uterus by a medical practitioner. Please do not insert this yourself. You can't even get one yourself. To I know. That. <laughs> I know. But I've also heard kind of horror stories around inserts. Like I've heard some people have people that insert them that like are new and haven't done it before and they end up like bleeding for months afterwards oh and it's gosh. super painful. Yeah. Like, But anyways, there's two types, the hormonal and the non-hormonal. So hormonal IUDs contain progestion, that synthetic form of progesterone, and they don't contain estrogen. And copper IUDs do not contain any hormones. So one kind of marked benefit of choosing IUDs is that they last a really long time. So progestin IUDs can last up to six years, and copper IUDs, IUDs can last up to 12 years. So the copper IUD is actually FDA approved only for 10 years, but some research has actually shown it lasts up for 12 years. Yeah, so, I was going to say, the, the marina that I'm on, it says five years. Got it. Um, but, you know, I think some people say you can do, research shows you can do up to seven. Yeah. Um, you know, so speaking of the insertion process, yes. if you are going to, or you're considering the IUD, I would definitely recommend uh, taking some Tylenol before you go in. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it, it is painful it yeah. is very painful you have to go in and they actually have to dilate you to 10 uh. um and so you go in when you're on your cycle ideally that's what my doctor's office made me do on day three of my cycle i'm not gonna super gross yeah super gross uh. but this is the this is the birth control podcast so you go in um and they insert it and so yeah you do need to pay attention because for some people uh they don't place correctly. Um, so like my doctor's office, I didn't know this until I switched doctor's offices um, because my previous OB did not have me come back for an ultrasound to check placement. The current doctor after pregnancy, they came, they had me come in a week later. They did an ultrasound, huh. check placement, checks the strings, and you're supposed to check the strings yourself um, to make sure that they're not like, you know, they can totally still feel them. I was thinking about getting an IUD after I have the second kid. And now I'm like, I absolutely no, love no, no, it. No. I absolutely love it. So I did try some others. I have not had the uh, reaction to the IUD the way that I did with other birth controls. Gotcha. Um, so I definitely, you know, for me, it's what works for me. I like it. It's what I chose to go with. Um, I have the Marina and this is actually my second one. Got it. Um, so I would just say, you know, anybody who's considering the IUD, make sure you take that Tylenol before you go in and your doctor should tell you that. Um, make sure that they check the yeah. placement of it after because if it's going to be in you, you don't want, there are some people and there's, sorry to bring up horror stories, but there are some people that I know that have had to have surgery to remove because um, it kind of gets stuck. Oh, so there are some risk, yep. of course, yep. right? But these are the things that they don't tell you about. And that's why I think it's so important to educate yourself on what are the side effects of the IUD? Yeah. Because there are women that have not responded well. There are women who have had, you know, internal bleeding or, you know, disruption in the uterus. And so you need to make sure that you know that going in but yeah. they are also the most effective at presenting preventing pregnancy yep they are um, you know whereas normal birth control pills especially if you're not super awesome at remembering to take it yeah this, every day nine o'clock on yep. the dot doctors you always tell you they're 99 percent effective 
they're more like 91% effective just because people do not take them perfectly. So the last type of birth control is the NuvaRing. um, And it's basically a vaginal ring that's similar to the combination pill in that it contains both estrogen and progestin. And it's a small ring that's inserted into the vagina for three weeks and then removed for a week. Um, So with typical use, these are around 91% effective too. Um, They also have quite a few side effects compared to the others. Um, So like vaginal irritation or infections, headache, nausea, stomach aches, bloating, fatigue, dizziness, weight gain, anxiety, hair loss, irregular bleeding. I feel like I'm an infomercial having to read the side effects super fast. Um, But there's a lot of side effects to those. So um, we're going to talk about the other side effects of the pill that our doctors likely do not explain to us. And they just kind of give us those pamphlets. And I think some of these also aren't in the pamphlets, like the yeah. first one. I think, you know, this also, before we go into this, I, this also relates to like the birth control shot, the birth control implants that they yes. put in your arm. I only and included patches. The, the total main ones that I was kind of thinking For sure. Of. But I th- if you're on, you know, any of those other things... Do your own research, you know, because no matter what type of birth control you're on, the bottom line here is it's a synthetic hormone. And so therefore your body is not functioning the way that, you know, it would without the hormones. And there's a lot of repercussions. And that's that's what we mainly want to talk about today so that you have the education and knowledge to make the decision for yourself after speaking with your doctor if birth control is the right option for you or if you are someone who would like to come off of the pill. Yeah. So the thing about birth control is it's also imitating kind of pregnancy so during pregnancy you know your blood pressure rises there's certain things that your body does to create safe environment for you and baby but pregnancy is also temporary a lot of people are on the birth control pill myself included i was on the birth control pill for over 10 years and so these things that are happening within the body that are meant to be temporary are much, much longer and create a lot bigger issues. And unfortunately, because the birth control pill is like semi-newer, it is not well-researched or studied. And so all of this stuff, I don't I don't think there's a lot of, you know, understanding of what truly is happening to women and then what happens when they come off of this pill. Mm-hmm. Because when you're on this for 15, 20 years, some people, they're starting to develop more and more information. Like Liz said, Dr. Jolene Brighton and Dr. Aviva Ram both have kind of coined this like post-birth control syndrome mm-hmm. where after you come off this pill, you experience some crazy negative side effects. So what the pill is doing, number one, is it disrupts our gut microbiome. So birth control pills can actually disrupt our gut flora and make it an environment that allows for the overgrowth of harmful yeast and bacteria, and that can influence our mood. And postpartum mamas, this can influence your breast milk. So if you're on birth control postpartum, and a healthy gut is necessary to remove excess estrogen, which is usually the underlying cause of all of your PMS situations, in the first place. Yeah. So we're just going to make it worse. Yep. We're just going to make it <laughs> we're worse. We're just going to put a Band-Aid on it. But, you know, the other thing, too, is to consider, like, with your gut microbiome, when you go on any other medicine, even yes. NASADs and over-the-counter stuff, you know, especially uh, antibiotics like Z-Packs, certain medicines are killing off the good and the bad bacteria or feeding the bad bacteria. So that's what Becca was talking about here is like this allows for the overgrowth of harmful yeast and bacteria because our body is not detoxing the same way that it would because it doesn't have those signals. Mm -hmm. So the second thing here is that there's an increased risk of cancer. I don't know about anybody else, but if you watch like TV or Netflix and you see a commercial like and you read the bottom line where it's like, a depression medication, for example, and it says might cause, you know, anxiety, uh, you know, could cause death, you know, and it like increases your chance of 
suicide. It's like, what, what in the world? You know, like these are things that, yeah, it's on the TV, but it's at the, like the small yep. asterisk on the very bottom that you can't read. And they don't tell you this. So increased risk of cancer um, with certain cancers that are said to reduce with the pill, but hopefully no one's taking the pill to help their risk of cancer. Um, but there are cancers throughout, uh, that unfortunately increase the risk while on the pill, including breast cancer, cervical cancer, liver cancer, and uterine cancer. Yep. And that, I mean like, yes. Cause I think a lot of people preach that like birth control actually reduces the risk of some cancers, but like no one's going on the birth control to reduce being, my like, risk. Of I'm cancer. not, I, I don't want cancer. I'm going to take birth control for it. Right. But anyways, um, it also lowers thyroid levels. So birth control pills increase the protein sex hormone binding globulin, um, and thyroxine binding globulins, which actually bind free hormones and make them unavailable for the use of the body. And so this happens, especially with the thyroid hormones and make the thyroid hormones unavailable, which causes low thyroid levels. And this can result in anyone that has hypothyroidism knows this fatigue, mood disorders, inability to lose weight, constipation, and more. And women with thyroid conditions also have an increased risk of infertility and miscarriage. Yep. So another side effect here is that it decreases testosterone. Might have played a role in our testosterone <laughs> issues. Not really sure. Um, but we need, women, we need testosterone to maintain our muscle mass, to gain strength, to recover from our workouts, to feel strong and have a healthy libido. This is so important. Many women I talk to lately are like, I just have no drive. Mm-hmm. We should have the drive to procreate. We should look at our significant other. Yes, there's, you know, kids and there's stress and we're tired. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you should want to procreate with your partner. And so, you know, this is part of the testosterone role in our bodies. Um, but elevated levels of. These, oh, it is elevated levels of these proteins. What proteins? Hormone. Hormone protein. Oh, okay. But elevated levels of these proteins can remain after a woman discontinues the pill. So this in turn results in a long-standing hormonal issues, including estrogen dominance. So really important, I would say, make sure that you are talking with your doctor and maybe getting some blood work done before you try to go on the pill, mm-hmm. test your and testosterone, look at your estrogen, kind of see where you're at and what fluctuations you're having throughout the month. Yeah. So it also increases your risk of blood clots. So the extra estrogen you're getting doesn't come without risks. And the pill has been long known to increase the risk of blood clots, stroke, and pulmonary embolism, which is a clot that gets lodged in the lungs. And it also, because of this, raises the risk of heart attacks. So, you guys, those are some pretty big risks. Like, you know, yes, lower testosterone and, you know, increasing risk of cancer is scary. But like blood clots, stroke, pulmonary embolism, like these are, I hate to say it, but like sudden death risks that you're putting ourselves in by taking this pill every single day. So just some things that, you know, we want you to obviously be aware of. Um, I think that's probably one, honestly, to me, one of the scariest ones. Um, And this research brings these things about because it's happened more than once. Mm -hmm. This is something that they're finding. It is correlated with the birth control pill intake. But they don't tell you that, right? So, and the last two things that we want to cover, I think super, super important, especially for women who have, you know, depression, mood disorders, anxiety. If you have autoimmune disease in your family, if you have thyroid disease in your family, the pill increases the oxidative stress in the body and raises our inflammation. So think about this on top of inflammatory foods that you're, you know, Mm -hmm. chronic, and then you're chronically stressed from your lifestyle, Um, whether that is, you know, emotional stress, work stress, 
relationship stress, whatever that looks like. Um, but this is seen in the elevation of our C-reactive protein. Um, so inflammation is involved in the development of depression, autoimmune disease, as I just mentioned. Um, cancer, as we mentioned, is also a side effect or could be a risk here. And then chronic pain. So yep. increased inflammation is one of the ways that the pill increases the stress on your adrenals. And so it's kind of like this trickle effect, right? Yeah. And it's a perfect storm. Whereas instead of taking the pill to mask the symptoms, you should think about addressing the inflammation and the chronic inflammation and stress on your body first to see if you can take care of, you know, some of the symptoms that you're having. That is what I wish that I would have done. Yep. Knowing, you know, what I know now yeah. uh, is maybe going on an anti-inflammatory diet and focusing on reducing um, my stress throughout yeah. the day and you know hopefully in turn allowing my body to do what it needs to do without synthetic hormones totally and the last one here is nutrient depletion so a lot of people don't realize that the birth control actually de the birth control pill actually depletes the body of vitamins and, and minerals that are essential to both mom and baby's health including antioxidants b vitamins important minerals like selenium and zinc are depleted when a woman actually takes the oral contraceptive pill. So these nutrients are critical for creating things like calm-inducing neurotransmitters like GABA, helps us sleep at night, balancing hormones, liver detoxification, which allows our body to actually remove excess estrogen, which you talked about can become a problem, thyroid hormone synthesis, immune system regulation, tissue repair. These nutrients are necessary. And the biggest problem that I think I see is so many women come off the pill, guess what, right before they want to get pregnant. And they don't realize the state of nutrient depletion that their body's in. And then they go into pregnancy, potentially, if they're even capable of getting pregnant after being on the pill, and they're actually able to be fertile. But then they're going into pregnancy in a nutrient depletion state. And that's harmful to both you and baby. Yeah. We need those nutrients to create. I mean, you think about growing a child, that's a miracle. Yeah. But that baby literally grows from cells and we need to feed those cells and those organisms that are living in our body with the right nutrients. And yes. so important for brain development, bone it's structure. It's, it's crazy, right? I think about it sometimes. I'm like, how? I look at Carson and I'm pregnant right now. So I think about it. I'm like, how am I growing a literal human being? It's amazing. It is amazing. Women, you are amazing. We are amazing. That's a whole different topic for another day. Do not try to diet when you're pregnant. Please no. feed your child and please no. feed your fetus for um, a healthy baby. But anyway, so what do we do? So the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is because the number one thing here is, is it, it's important to understand that birth control is being utilized to treat symptoms mm -hmm. and some of the hormonal imbalances and shifts that you've had or, you know, signs like bad acne, cramps, heavy bleeding, you know, those those are all things that are signals that something internally is not optimal, right? Yes. And so instead of band-aiding it with birth control, do your research. Yeah. Look up again with the doctors that we will link out in our show notes and, you know, the books that we're gonna link out in our show notes. Read about it. Educate yourself before you make the decision of going on the pill. Yeah. I would we are not anti birth control. Not we are not anti anything. We are pro you making an informed choice. And if you choose to take the pill because you don't want a baby, then we fully support that, guys. We get it. I it just is, said I have the IED. So it I'm is your body. <laughs> it is your life. No one knows how to live it better than you do. But understand the side effects that can happen from it. Don't just go into it blindly. Don't just listen to your doctor and say, oh, yeah, you're a doctor. You must know what you're talking about. I'm sure they know a lot, but they aren't going to sit there and inform you of all of this stuff, guys. A lot is put on us in that situation. And if for whatever reason, like we said, 
you've decided now, knowing some of this stuff, that maybe you want to go off birth control and you've been on it for a while, or maybe you want to get pregnant and you're starting to go off birth control, we highly recommend if you've been on it for a while, and especially if you know before birth control you had negative symptoms, to look into something like Dr. Jolene Brighton's website. She has a post birth control um, protocol to help start getting your body back to the right place, giving it the nutrients that it's been depleted of for so many years and making sure that you're doing it in the right way. I know lots of different people that have different protocols for people when they come off of birth control and potentially want to get pregnant or just want to feel good again. And so if you are thinking about going off birth control, I would highly recommend looking into one of these things so that you do it right and you don't have to go through all of the negative side effects that a lot of people go through. Like a lot of people develop cystic acne, migraines, irregular periods. Mm. We Digestive use, issues. Weight, totally. Like a lot of digestive backlash because of the gut bacteria yep. um, that you're left with, right? Yeah. With this, a lot of people can develop uh, food sensitivities or intolerances, uh, candida, SIBO, yep. all kinds of things that can yep. happen digestively. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Grab a copy of the pill, of the um, book that we'll link in the show notes yep. or listen to their podcast. There's so much education out there, um, but yet doctors don't tell us. Yeah. We love doctors and they have served such a specific great purpose, but informing us about these things is not something they do very well. So we want you guys to make informed choices. This is how we feel about everything. This is how I feel about pregnancy, postpartum, everything that has to do with the female and our hormones because they are so sensitive and we need them to be in a good place for us to be healthy healthy for us to be happy and for us to live our best lives. So make sure you get informed. Hopefully this was helpful getting you on that way. Um, and make sure you ask the right questions. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.